In this video, we're gonna do a deep dive into the topic of shellac resin. This is probably one of the most important ingredients to making a good shellac finish. And it's not like synthetic finishes that just come in a can like you might be used to if you're coming from a different type of finishing background. This is organic material made by bugs, comes in all different forms, has tons of variations. We're gonna talk about all that stuff. I'll describe the pros and cons of the different types of shellac you can get. We'll cover different colors of shellac. I'll even give you some recommendations if you're a beginner on maybe where you might wanna start and what type of shellac might be best for you. I'll even show you my system, very simple system, for managing the different colors, building out your color palette, and keeping track of the different formulas and types of shellac and sources that you use as time goes by and you get more experience with French polishing. Uh, also, before I forget, uh, there's a shellac handbook that I've put together for you. It's a free download. If you haven't gotten it yet, I highly recommend that you do. I'll put the link below. It just makes a really good companion to this entire French Polishing Fundamental series, and it has links to everything we'll talk about today, the stuff we covered in previous videos, and a lot of things that we're gonna talk about in future videos as well. So go check that out. I think you'll find it really helpful. My name is Tom Bills, and welcome to The Art of Lutherie. So, first thing, here we've got a few types of shellac. Um, now, if you saw my shellac handbook, then you probably are familiar with some of these. So we've got, um, I put them kind of, I guess they're not totally in order, but the rougher kind of shellac, the more raw kind of shellac is this seed lac here, which, I don't know how clear that is. I wish I could just show you these little sides. You can see the little size of those pieces there. Um, these are little seeds. So there is a stage of shellac that's actually rougher than this, which is called stick lac. And I actually had a Luthier's Edge member who was in, uh, I think he was in India, and he actually bought the actual raw stick lac. And then he did the initial um, cleaning and filtering of it to get to the seed lac. And it was really interesting. It was turned out really beautiful and had so much color in it. Um, but you know, just kind of commercially available, one of the roughest or rawest versions you can get is the seed lac. So when you dissolve this stuff, you know, you'll see all the bugs in there and sticks and pieces of wood and all kinds of stuff is still in there. So, uh, which is kind of fun. Um, this stuff's pretty good. It's got a lot of color. I find that it really varies a lot uh, about, there was a batch of this, uh, by varies a lot, I mean, it varies from season to season. Let me come back to this view. So it varies from season to season where, because um, you know, the thing that's changing these colors, I mean, not in this case, because that's been uh, filtered and bleached, but um, the thing that will give a lot of these natural shellac, uh, shellacs a difference in the, the color that they have is what's going on in that region wherever that shellac was made, you know? So there's a tree, the tree gets infested with the shellac beetles or the lac beetles and depending on if it's a good summer or it was a dry summer or whatever the case may be, those insects are eating different things. The trees might be in different kinds of soil. Um, all those things are happening. And as those, those um, beetles are building their little nests in there, which is what we harvest to get this, uh, then the colors shift from season to season and year to year. And probably, 
I don't know, five or six years ago, I, I bought a couple pounds of the seed lac. It was the most gorgeous red I've ever seen in my life. I was just in love with it, and I didn't think to get more. I ran out, I ordered a bunch more. Ever, every year since then, I've been just getting a bag just to kind of see like if it's gonna go back to being that beautiful color. It's never gone back yet. This is, this is a little more harsh, and so you gotta work with it a little bit. In the, cor in the French polishing course, I show my process for decolorizing, which we'll talk about in a second. So you can take a shellac like this and you can actually do treatments to it to remove some of the harsh yellow and get the colors that you want. Um, okay, so let me move on. So then we got button lac. So if you take all this seed lac and the, some of the stick lac, the rough stuff, you throw it in a burlap sack, heat it over a fire, and then squeeze the drops out onto the ground and let them dry, you get button lac. A lot of people like button lac and, and uh, feel that it's stronger and is more uh, impact resistant. And I mean, I don't know the specifics of the chemistry completely, but my understanding is that from the heating process that there is more of a, a cross-linking, uh, maybe the beginnings of a polymerization type situation that's giving it more, in, like more hardness, impact resistant. It's like abrasion resistance more than it is hardness. I should say, because any kind of shellac you use is is prone to like a, a ding getting put in the guitar like that, you know? But it's very good as far as like scratch-wise. It has like this thing, I, there's no way I could scratch this. This is really, really hard stuff right here. And it's thick enough that it's actually hard the other way too. We couldn't get it on a guitar that thick and we wouldn't want to because it would crack. It would, wouldn't have the flexibility to handle it. Um, so. I, in my course, I talk a lot about um, the button lac. There's, this is a light pure button lac, which is a darker one. This is similar to like a, a Baisaki, but there's one called a Kusmi, K-U-S-M-I, I believe. And by the way, links to all this stuff is in that shellac handbook. Um, shellac.net is one of the places I like to get this stuff from. Shellac Shack, Malcolm over at Shellac Shack is a great guy. His stuff is really good, shellacshack.net. Net, I think. No, I think it's shellacshack.com. Um, shellac.net is a place where you can get some good stuff. Um, but the Kusmi button, I like better than this. This light pure, uh, it's hard for me to recommend. I like the color, but it's so hard to de-wax that it's unbelievable. Um, so not a huge fan of the light pure, but the Kusmi is great. And then you can get some of that button lock, button lack extra benefits of the fact that it was heated and everything. The next one here is, so these are flake shellacs. Um, and so these have been processed already um, from these stages, filtered, cleaned, in some cases made much lighter. Um, but uh, this, uh, there's two here. This is a ruby and this is a super blonde. So the super blonde adds very little color to the guitar. Um, the ruby has a lot of color. I don't use this straight. I either mix this with some Super Blonde, you know, you could use like half and half or whatever you want, or you can actually take this and do the color decolorizing treatment I was mentioning, and you can actually pull some of the yellow out and get a nice warm color that way, which I'm gonna show you in just, I'm not gonna show you, I can't show you the process here, but I'm gonna show you kind of some of the results of that decolorizing um, system. So yeah, so th those are some of the main types of shellac. Um, you wanna get it from a, a trusted source, like I mentioned, shellac.net, shellacshack.com. Stumac, I think, is, is a trusted source. I think Luthier's Mercantile has some good stuff too. 
just be careful because I bought some once from someone who I won't name, but the shellac just wouldn't dissolve. I mean, it just, it, you could just put it in alcohol and leave it there forever and it would just sit there and it had problems. And, and um, so anyway, usually if I get something from a new supplier or whatever, I'll test it and make sure that it's okay before I go put it on the guitar. So but it's good to test stuff anyway. So when it comes to colors, let me switch back to here. When it comes to colors, um, here's a couple of, I pulled out some of my records. So what I do when I'm doing my colors is I keep notes on everything. I use Bounty paper towels, which I'll mention again later. For some reason, the Bounty, unfortunately, it's the most expensive, I think, paper towels, but it's the only one that I can use for this stuff without adding lots of lint into the process. It's just superior um, to all the other types that I've tried. Um, so I highly recommend you, you use Bounty, but um, when I'm mixing shellac and I'm experimenting, I'm adjusting the colors or blending shellacs or things like that, I keep a lot of notes. And so this is, this is a, what you wanna do if you start getting into different colors, is you want to make a way that you can, um, what I basically do is I just take the bottle and I go like that onto my finger and then I, I just dab it on there. And I try to make them all about the same. So here's a couple of different, so here's one super blonde from Shellac Shack. This was a Balin super blonde. Um, and this was a shellac, this was a super blonde, was the same as this one, but I did a treatment to it to take some of the yellowness out. So, you know, and then you make notes on all these things and you can, you can mess around with it. This is some of the ruby, um, that I was goofing around with doing treatments to and figuring out, you know, which shade I wanted to use for a guitar. Here you can kind of see how different the colors can be and how things can change as you do different treatments and blend different things. But um, the, the key thing here is that what you wanna do is you want to um, keep good notes of this stuff. And this is a great method for keeping notes. And then you can write on there. Here was the recipe that I used. Um, I used it for this guitar. And then, you know, I've got stacks of these things in a drawer where I can go reference the different colors and I can see, oh, this came from the, that one 2000, 10 batch of whatever kind of shellac from such and so supplier and I mixed it like this and I did this particular treatment to it and, and blended whatever, you know what I mean? And so then it gives you a way to learn and reference and it becomes very important if you have to do repairs and stuff too. So um, that's some more about the colors, the types of shellac. And just a couple of examples here. This is a super blonde. This is the this is the Kusmi button, which is a little bit um, lighter. Let's see if I put something white behind it, maybe it's, no. I'll try this for a minute, this is gonna freak out the camera. There, you see through that a little bit. And then here's super blonde. And then here is, this is a ruby. Got no light coming through that, and that's okay. So that looks like there's no light coming through that. You, you don't have to be afraid of that because that's still gonna give you a nice color. It might be a little strong, um, especially if you're just starting out. So like another thing I wanna say about the color when you're just starting out is if you're unsure of how evenly you're gonna be able to put the shellac on the guitar and you're learning, you wanna start with something lighter because it's gonna be a lot more forgiving if you have more shellac in one place than another. Uh, while you're working, you know, so if you start out and you're not at that experience with something really dark like this It's gonna make a dark like really pretty color, but um, It's a lot harder to get it even and you could end up with blotchiness So just keep that in mind. I mean, it's not I don't want to discourage you from doing it because I use a lot of darker colors uh, All the time and I love it, but I'm 
I've been doing it a long time, so I, I, I feel confident that I can do it well and, and do a good job on it. So, but that's important to keep in mind if you're just starting, maybe experiment with the, with the blonde, super blonde, things like that, just to make sure you get the technique down. And then you can start blending in some other ruby or some seed lac, or maybe try some button lac or something like that. I hope you enjoyed that video, found it helpful, and I hope that it deepened your understanding of shellac resin. It's really important to build that foundation. This is the French Polishing Fundamentals series, so we're working on that foundation, those fundamental concepts, understanding shellac and the other materials that all go together to make this process happen is really, really important. And I've found that it really helps to speed up that learning process and help you get better results faster. I wanna remind you that if you're not subscribed yet, consider subscribing below. That way you'll be notified when the next video in this series comes out. The links to everything we mentioned are below. The links to the PDF you can download, the shellac handbook is down below. And also the links to the previous videos, uh, parts one, two, and three of this series will be down below as well in case you didn't see those or you wanna check them out again. All right, well, thanks for watching and I'll see you in the next video.